ice and lemon for your teacup. Got last week's news, it's time to re up. If you got some lipdis for the kettle, gonna speak up. Get your mug ready for tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. Tea time with Tania. to another episode of Tea Time with Tania. I hope everybody is doing great. I hope that everybody's energy is right. Um, I hope everybody is doing a lot of cleansing, a lot of manifesting. We have two major dates this month, 2-2-22 and 2-22-22. So go ahead and set your intentions Get somewhere and write down what it is that you want to achieve for the rest of this year. Clean your home, sage your home, um, you know, get a list written down and just get prepared for all the great things that you're going to do for the rest of this year because it is going down. Now, today we're going to talk about the BBL era and if it's coming to an end but you know what in the last episode i did like the fact that i talked about like current events before i got into my topics i think that's something i'm going to continue to do because it is called tea time so you know we need to gossip a little bit before we get into all the heavy stuff so what is going on in the world today okay so apparently tom brady is retiring who is that? Like, um, do he play for the the Patriots, the New England Patriots? Or I love how I talk to y'all. Like, I can get a response. Um, I hope y'all talking back to me. Like, I want us to have a full blown conversation wherever you are. Um, let's Google who is Tom Brady. I know he plays football, and he's supposed to be like a really big deal, right? But um. Anything outside of that, I don't know. Okay, so Tom Brady. Who is Tom Brady? Tom Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is a former American football quarterback who played in the National Football League for 22 seasons. Okay, so he was on the New England Patriots. Okay. See, I know a little something because I was on the, I was really thinking uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so it looks like he's been with the Buccaneers since 2020. Okay, so the retirement announcement sounds like something else is going on. I hope and pray that he's okay because from the way that it was said, it was just kind of like, hey, football requires 100% attention and I can't give football 100% right now. So I hope and pray that he's healthy and everything is good. And then we got somebody else from the 
Denver Broncos. Um, Brian Flores. He's talking about the NFL racist child. Let me please talk about something else because I don't even want y'all to think I know what I'm talking about in regards to um, sports because I don't. Okay, period. Um, What else is happening? We got Dunda 2 coming out. And I'm super excited because for one, everybody knows, anybody that's super close to me knows how much I love and adore Future. I think Future is just super amazing. I, I love to call him my few few. Hey, few. If you hear this bull, I love you. And he was named executive producer of uh, Dunda 2. And Kanye been kind of spazzing out a little bit. He giving, he giving us that oh yay. And I'm so here for it. So I'm super excited to hear uh, this new album. I did not listen to the first Donda. Uh, yeah. But I definitely will be locked in into this next one. Uh, I think the last thing I want to chat about is... Like, I saw on TikTok somebody was talking about how, like, Halle Bailey is on vacation and she's posting uh, swimsuit pictures and nobody's saying nothing about her. But, like, every time her sister posts something, everybody's calling her, like, a slut and a whore and all this other stuff. And, listen, I'm all here for being free and liberated and doing your thing. But it's just like, girl... Why are you sucking a lollipop on Twitter? Like, make her OnlyFans. Like, I don't care to see that. I get it. She's trying to grow and navigate through her sexuality and just kind of figure out who she is. But it's like a part of that is, and she is doing it in front of the world. And I get that. But, you know, you are somebody that's an entertainer. You're a public figure. And with that comes public scrutiny. So it's like, maybe you should try to, Post that stuff on your close friends first. I mean, I don't know. But I would not. Uh, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy seeing that. And I think a lot of it is because I know that Hallie and Chloe are super talented. These are girls that can sing, produce, write, and do all. Everything. I mean, it's the reason why they're signed by Beyonce. Like, who in the world can say, like, hey, Beyonce tapped me on my shoulder and wants me on her record label. Literally just them. So I just hate that the music nowadays just so it sucks. And with them they're super talented, but it's like society is so focused on people's personal business and who you dating and who can who got the biggest butt and who can twerk and who can do all this and stuff and it's like can we not like people like Anita I don't know if y'all can hear her in the background but Miss Anita is the end all be all for me um these people used to sit on the stage literally sit on the stage microphone in hand and entertain people for hours it was not 10 million backup dancers they were not hunching the floor they were not leaking microphones and their music was their music can we talk about the fact that every song has a recycled beat from 2006 i'm not here for it can somebody please get mr hitmaker 
off the damn track, okay? Because I'm trying to hear some original music, and I'm all here for a good sample, but it's like, when you go back and you think about the music that we used to listen to, there were samples that you didn't even know were samples. Like, that's how far back people were digging in the crates. People are not doing their research on music. Everybody does not deserve to be sampled. Like, my God. Can we just stop with the sample train? I think that's my rant for today. Because I can do this, this music talk pretty much all day and night. And I don't really want to do that because that's not what I'm here to talk to y'all about. Today we're talking about BBLs, the BBL era, plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, all of that. Now before I get into my topic for today, I do want to say I am not encouraging anything. I am not recommending anything. I'm not referring anybody to anything. If you suffer from body dysmorphia, um, bulimia, if you are uh, just any of those things, I encourage you to not listen to this episode. Uh, I'm going to be speaking about things that are going on in the world and my own personal experiences. And I feel like um some of the things or some of the just some of the things that i may say could be taken the wrong way if you are somebody struggling with body image issues and a lot of the i'm not somebody that struggles with that um and i want to be very transparent about that before i get into everything that i'm going to tell you guys about because i plan to be 100% transparent uh, and authentic. But like I said, if you struggle with any type of really body image issues or just any type of illnesses related to weight or anything of that nature, I, I would really appreciate it if you sat this one out, okay? Now, BBLs. I'm trying to see when is the first time I like saw a BBL or start realizing like big booties were things. Um, Cause you know, back in the day, like when I think about all the music videos I saw, like um, Big Pimpin', you know, Jay-Z and UGK or like um, Money Ain't A Thing or a Fiesta with Jay-Z and R. Kelly. Like, everybody kind of looked just like natural women. You didn't, if people were thick, it was natural. It wasn't like a, what you see today where people have asses from here to Africa. But um, a lot of people just had that natural beauty. I guess like in the 20, 10s, 11, 12, 13, 14, that's when BBL started becoming like, the thing now i will say where i live i don't think it became a thing until like a couple of years ago but for me as somebody that's in the beauty industry i've always paid attention to everything that goes on and so i started kind of picking up and knowing okay a bbl probably about like 2013 2014 is when people started trying to get them now i will say okay a bbl bbl stands for brazilian butt lift this is a cosmetic operation that requires a doctor to um, remove fat from your body via liposuction 
and then they insert it back into your body and usually it is in your buttocks or in your um hips hips and your buttocks um so yeah so i think that we and then for me like i've always been the small person in my family like I weighed about 100 pounds up until I got to college but everybody else in my family had really big butts so I've always been surrounded by around big butts and uh I do I will say I guess heavy set runs on both sides of my family so you know I always would talk about how small I was and you know I would always be told like oh wait till you get older your metabolism gonna slow down it's gonna catch up with you you know you you got you that people let us say big bones they run on both sides there's no such thing as having big bones you just big and I, I know that sound mean but sorry there's no such everybody your, your bone can't be we all have the same size bones like you there's no such thing as having somebody having a bigger bone than the next person you just have okay let me just not but um so yeah so i remember the first time i said i wanted a bbl was maybe like 14 15 years old like i just wanted a butt and then you know, you get a little flab here and there. And you're like, oh my gosh, I want them to suck that out. It's like, well, and if you can suck it out, you know, put it in my butt because I will want a bigger butt. Um. So yeah, then we all know as to the the 2020s and the 2019s, 2018s, the Kardashians, Black China, who else? You got Dreams All. You got um who else i mean bbls are literally everywhere like everybody has a, a big ass now and so for me um when 2020 rolled around so again i've always been very small and then i got to like 130 135 the first time i started i guess manipulating my weight is when i was like 23 I started taking a substance called epitamine. Now, I will say that um, it's something that's not like approved by the FDA, but it's a lot of shit that is approved by the FDA that's not healthy for you. Not to, again, not encouraging anybody to buy or do anything. I'm just telling my experience. Um, so my friend actually told me about it. She did it and then I was doing it. And what it did was it didn't like make you gain weight, but it increased your appetite because I was somebody that could eat just one time a day and I was good. So when I started taking the epitamin tablets, well, I think I started with the syrup, the epitamin syrup, and then I started taking the epitamin tablets later on. Now, the one thing about the epitamin is it makes you so sleepy, okay? Like, I could take a cup full, not a cup full, but, you know, the little medicine cup that it comes with, and I could sleep for, I would say, maybe 12 to 24 hours. Those first few times, it just makes you very drowsy. I have no idea why, but it does. And that's when um, I started to get 
some weight. So I started to gain weight because I don't know. I'm assuming it was my metabolism, but for some reason, I just could not gain weight. So I was able to get to about 130 pounds. And then uh, you guys, I'm, I know I've talked about this before, but I've struggled with adult acne when I got about 20, 23, 24, I started getting, um, like just crazy acne. I had never had acne before and I would get these bumps like under my skin. So I couldn't pop them. They were just big and nasty. And so I went to a dermatologist because I just could not get my skin together no matter what I use, no matter how many YouTube videos I watch. And they prescribed me some medicine. Uh, I think it was spirolactin or I don't Now, I think this is episode seven and eight. So y'all already know I'm a little country. I don't say stuff right. So forgive me. Uh, but I think it was called spironolactin or spirolactone or something like that. But it was for my skin, but it also was um, a blood pressure medicine and it was a diuretic. So it made me pee a lot and it made me lose a lot of weight. So, of course, I got all upset because I had finally got my perfect body and then I started losing weight again. So I think I had got back down from like 130, 135 to like 115 and at this point I'm like 24 25 years old and I want to look my age the funny thing is about me and my friends we always talk about how young we look I'm 27 years old uh Amber looks like she is 17 I was gonna say 16 I get for 17 Mallory looks about 19 um, I would say I probably look about 23, 25. Okay. So I always look really, really young. And then of course, when you smile, it's like, oh my gosh, you really don't look like an adult. So I started saying, you know what? I'm going to get a BBL. So this was in like 2018. I was like, I'm going to get me a BBL. But I would get on YouTube and I would watch like, because I do like research on everything that I do. And I just love YouTube. But I would get on YouTube and I would watch people have BBLs and like their experiences and their recoveries. And I would be like, oh my God, I can't do that. So I'm not somebody that can tolerate a lot of pain. I am a whiner. I am a crybaby. I am a complainer. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. So I will watch these videos of these girls and they would be like, oh my God, I just passed out in the shower. Um, they would have these pads on the bed and on the floor and they would have like bled out. And, and I was like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So I let it go because I freaked myself out. I got scared and I was just like, I, it wasn't the surgery that scared me. It was the recovery. I just didn't want to deal with the recovery. And then the pandemic happened. So in 2020, I moved to Northwest Arkansas and then I moved to Northwest Arkansas in like December of 2019. And then of course the great pandemic happened in March of 2020. So 
I, it wasn't nothing for me to do here. I couldn't move around. I couldn't be active. I actually did get a trainer, but, um, and they were offering, offering virtual training as well, but that trainer was like $600 a month. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, you couldn't do, I wanted to go to Planet Fitness, but, um, Planet Fitness, the gym, everything was closed. So I gained, um, I want to say like 35, 40 pounds during the pandemic. I know that's so crazy, right? So I think it was just a combination of me getting older. Cause now I feel like everything changes after you turn 25. And so after, I guess I'm assuming my metabolism slowed down. I'm eating more. I'm working from home. I'm sitting in the house. I'm snacking all day. So I also started back taking a pediment, but I was taking the tablets because I wanted to get to um, 160 pounds. So I had gotten to my goal weight and passed it. Um, the thing about taking those type of supplements is, again, it doesn't make you gain weight in certain places. It makes you eat more and then the fat deposited wherever it wants to go. So I had got a big ass, but I also got a stomach too. So if you go on my Instagram page, you can see like in... I think November 2020, December 2020, I went to Houston with my best friend. I posted a couple pictures. So I had a, a big butt, but I did not have any hips. And then I had a stomach. So I was like, I want to shape. Like, I'm not really concerned about getting a bigger butt, but I was very flat in the front. I had no hips. So it was like straight up and down. I used to say I look like an H in the front or whatever. I would say what my best friend said I look like, but... It's me, and it's kind of racist, so I'm not gonna say it on here. But um, yeah, I didn't have any hips, so I was super flat in the front, but I did have a butt. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get a BBL because I'm not really concerned about getting a butt. It's more so about the shape for me. So I started doing my research. So I'll take you guys through everything that I did. And if you are considering any type of plastic surgery, um, these are some of the things that you need to do. Now, I will say prior to me actually going under the knife, again, I am a beauty connoisseur to say, I guess to say. But um, so I've done like laser lipo. I've done the non-invasive like butt lifts where they put the suction cups on your butt. That works, but you have to keep doing it. Um, I have done ultrasonic cavitation. Um, yeah, I'm just the type of person where it's like, I don't really care how much it costs. I'll do it because I'm not insecure. I'm just lazy. So it's like, I'll pay whatever I need to pay if I don't have to go to the gym. That's my mindset. Some people may think it's sad, it's pathetic, oh well. I'm just, it is what it is. Um, so I was like, you telling me I can lay on the table for three hours and get the results that I'll, that would probably take me six months. So ding, 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 that's what I'm gonna do. So the first thing that you wanna do if you are trying to get any type of cosmetic surgery, I don't care what it is, is do your research. Um, and let's go backwards. So when you're thinking about body procedures, and especially if you're doing stuff to your butt, there's a difference between getting a BBL and ass shots. 
So a BBL again is a fat transfer. So they liposuction parts of your body and then they re-inject the fat into your body. Ass shots are illegal in the United States of America and they're usually, if they're done by a doctor, it's usually a doctor in another country and that doctor is injecting silicone in your body, which is not good because the silicone can burst it into your bloodstreams. Um, now, there are some places in the United States where um, they're like the black market uh, in Atlanta and New York and people do ass shots and it could be anything that you're inserting into your body. So, um, it could be silicone because there are some girls that steal silicone from doctors and inject it, but it also could be concrete, fix a flat. I mean, it could be anything that you're injecting into your body. I've even heard stories of like people cutting people open, injecting them with foreign substances, and then like um, closing their wound with super glue. So I would not recommend getting ass shots or anything of that nature, uh, anything that's illegal or any inserting any type of foreign objects in your body. Don't do it, it's not worth the risk. It's just not worth it. Now, there is um, a procedure called Sculptra, where a lot of doctors do, and these are shots. It's not silicone, but it's kind of, it's like fillers. So, like some women get fillers in their face. You can get fillers in your hips, because a lot of women want to feel uh, their hip dips, uh, and maybe feel in, just imperfections that they have in the butt and that is something that is legal and that's something that you can do as well but i do not recommend that you get any ass shots and it's so funny because people what i'm seeing a lot is like a lot of girls are like i never had a bbl i got ass shots and it's like that's not something to brag on sweetie because you could drop dead tomorrow like that, that i wouldn't be screaming it to the top of the rooftops we are like that's not cool so you want to get surgery cool do your research the biggest thing is you want to make sure that you find a board certified plastic surgeon this is somebody that has been recognized by the, the board of plastic surgeons for the united states of america some surgeons are even double board certified so some people are certified in plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery apparently there's a difference what's the difference i don't fucking know but there is a difference um so that's the number one thing is making sure that you are being or you are um, having your procedure done by a board certified cosmetic surgeon. I highly recommend, I would say, stay inside the United States and just do your research and find you a really nice doctor. It probably will cost a little bit more money. A lot of girls like to get that vixen Instagram look and so they go to the Dominican Republic or Mexico and places like that. Let me tell you the difference between getting a surgery out of the country and then getting a surgery inside the United States. People love to talk about BBLs and how BBLs are the most dangerous procedure that you can have. And that is true. However, the mortality rates have decreased tremendously and I will tell you why. In the United States, what they realized is um, when they go to inject the fat, 
back into your body what they were doing when they started doing these procedures in the United States is they were in fact injecting the fat under your muscle. So when doctors inject the fat under your muscle, there is a higher chance of you getting uh, blood clots. So, and with that, a, a lot of times the they go straight to your heart and you die. So in the United States, doctors cannot legally inject fat under your muscles. Now, in other countries, doctors can. So we want to keep that in mind too. Um, the like again, like I said, the mortality rate increases when the fat is injected under the muscle instead of over the muscle. So you found your doctor, they're board certified. So we also want to keep in mind budgeting and then exactly what you're looking for. The surgery itself, I will say, is not that expensive. Um, of course, we all know in Miami, that is the central for surgery. It's like a surgery hub. Like there's plastic surgeons everywhere. Matter of fact, I, in my... <laughs> In my consultation, I had a couple consultations with somebody in uh, Miami, and they said people come to Miami for two things: plastic surgery and cocaine. That's that's literally it. Um, I decided to not go to a surgery, a surgeon outside of where I live for a couple of reasons. I again, I told y'all I was terrified of the recovery and how my body would react, and I'm not somebody that's super tolerant to pain. So I wanted to recover in the comfort of my own home. I did not want to travel. Um, I did have two caregivers. And so of course, traveling with two additional people, it would have been very expensive. Um, some of the hotels in Miami don't really want uh, people who are recovering from surgeries to be in their hotels because it's so messy. So you usually would have to stay in an Airbnb or a recovery home. A recovery home is a house where there are multiple women there recovering from surgeries. And you have 24-7 access to nurses. A lot of times they carry you back and forth to your doctor's appointments, to your massages. Um, they feed you. They make sure you get, you med get your medicine. Um, IVs, make sure you stay hydrated, all of that. So I was like, you know what? I just want to stay at home and be in my own house. So just in case something happens, at least I can just be in my own dang old bed. So I found a doctor up here who was again double he is double board certified i'm not going to say his name because he's not somebody that specializes in bbls um and so i don't want anybody going up there thinking they're gonna get come out looking like um ari and and he just don't do that so he is somebody who just kind of focuses more on um just realistic results um, making you look pretty normal, honestly, and um, I already had what people said a great foundation. So again, like I told y'all, I already had the butts. Um, I just didn't have any hips, and so he was like, "Hey, um, I already had like these little dents on my sides where my waist is." So he was like, "You're good. You know, we we won't have to do 
too much to transform you. We just got to get the fat out and get you some hips. So I was like, cool, that works for me. And it's funny because a lot of times people will say like, you know, Tania, you look good. How'd you gain your weight? I thought you got your body done. And I'm like, I did. And they're like, huh? Like, yeah, I did. So I um, told my doctor like, hey, don't worry about my butt, I don't want a huge butt. I don't want the vixen look. I don't want to look like anybody on Instagram or nothing like that. I just want some hips. I, I just want a shape. And so he was like, okay, cool. So when I went into my surgery, we had uh, pre-op. So my best friend was here. My mom was here. I sat in pre-op for, uh, I would say a few hours. They came in, you know, checked in, marked me up, you know, kind of circled everything that they wanted to get rid of and where they wanted to inject the fat. Um, they gave me an IV so that I could calm down, you know, make sure I'm good. And I sat back there for a, uh, like I said, a few hours with my mom. And then they took me back. And I'll never forget, it was so funny. I, I had made like a little vision board or a wish board a wish board of what I wanted to look like and they took it and they hung it up on the wall they was like we want you to know that we have it and we're looking at it and so she uh, gave me the mask and she was like take a deep breath for me and I I just went like you know I breathed in a little bit and I let it go and she was like no I need you to take a really deep breath for me and I remember going like real real deep breath and baby when i woke up i woke up in uh like the recovery room and, and i'm so funny so um when i woke up i was laying on my back in a hospital bed and i had an IV in my arm and everything y'all want to tell y'all i flipped myself over so fast to lay on my stomach because i was like listen y'all not about to ruin my new little booty okay i just got this booty and y'all already got me sitting on it because the word on the curb is you're not supposed to sit on your butt some doctors will say six weeks eight weeks a lot of people always talk about the myths behind sitting and then some people will say that it depends on where the fat is injected because over in the dr of course if it's under the muscle you can go ahead and sit whenever i personally feel like the sitting thing is is garbage because you're gonna lose 30% of your fat anyway, regardless of if you sit or if you don't sit. And what I also noticed is, cause I started sitting after a week, when the earlier you sit, the sooner you start fluffing out so your butt starts getting soft. Cause when you get out of surgery, your butt feels like a bag of rocks. It's like super hard, it's, it's, it ain't nothing that you want. Uh, like it's just, it's not jiggling, it's not moving, it's, it's just, fat hard fat and what it's doing is it's trying to attach itself to cells and that's how it softens so i will always tell people the quicker that you sit the bet the quicker your butt will soften but that's just my opinion um I'm trying to see what else so and then a lot of times people will tell you like you need all this recovery stuff um i have i got a garment from my doctor and then i bought me a custom garment um I bought like Arnica tablets and tea, pineapples, pineapple juice. I bought a BBL pillow. That was a waste of money. But I will say I do have a boppy pillow and that saved my life. And it's actually still in my car to this day. My niece likes to rest on it and take a nap. I try to tell her it's my booty pillow, but I don't think she really cares. Um, 
I didn't really do the honor tablets and the teas because I don't know if it was my anxiety or what, but what I noticed is my heart rate would get pretty rapid when I would take them. So what I did was prior to my surgery, like months before my surgery, I made sure that I drank a gallon of water every day. I um, took my vitamins every day. I drank pineapple juice. I ate pineapples because pineapples helps with bruising and things of that nature. Um, so my recovery actually was not that bad. When I actually, when I came home after my surgery, I was like walking around moving. I was super good. Like you would have never thought that I, uh, had surgery because I was moving totally fine. I will say the next day was kind of hard because with, in surgery, they pump your body full of fluids. I'm not really sure why. I think it's just to kind of make sure that the blood keeps flowing and things of that nature. But after surgery, you have to drain all of that fluid. So it's different surgery, different surgeons do different things. So um, some surgeons will actually insert drains in your body. And so you walk around with those bulbs and drain on the bulbs. Some surgeons will leave your um, incisions open. So everywhere that they cut you or, or poked you for liposuction, they'll leave those open and you drain out of those. What my doctor did, and which is what I love and what I prefer, is he actually stitched all my incisions and had me drain naturally. So um, I would put, I had to drink like a gallon of water to make sure that I drained and that I didn't get any fluid stuck because I didn't want any fibrosis or anything like that in my body. So I put lymphatic drops in my water. Um, Mallory was really good about making sure I got up and walked and, and moved around and I kept drinking my water. And so when I would go pee, I would, um, that's how I would drain, like using the restroom. Um, I, this might be TMI, but oh well, I don't care. Um, you can't sit down again. So some people will go and get urinals. I didn't really feel I didn't I didn't want to, so I bought plastic cups. And for I would say a month and a half, two months, I peed and rigged like hid <laughs> these plastic cups, and, and I dumped I dumped it. Um. So yeah, I had a pretty smooth recovery. I got massages. I didn't get like 20 massages. And some people, I feel like go overboard with the massages, but I did get lymphatic massages just to make sure that the fluid was moving and it did not get stuck. Um, my mom pretty much showered me every day and she also gave me massages while I was in the shower just to make sure that we kept the fluid going. I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anything because I want to... The only thing about the fluid is that eventually, so you they put fluid in your whole entire body. And so for me, it's all trying to come out of one place. And so what happens is your private parts get like really, really swole because it's full of fluid and it can't get it all at once. And I remember telling my mother like, oh my God, like I could pick up my vagina because it was full of fluids so that was interesting i recall my doctor and he was super funny he was like i didn't i promise you i didn't put no fat there and i was like okay because i don't need none right there so thank you i appreciate it um so 
and then um they give you antibiotics to make sure that you don't get an infection they give you pain medication the thing about the pain medication is it constipates you and you already have a hard time going to the restroom because they have pretty much poked you all over in your stomach so they tried to get you to go to the restroom about a week after the surgery so they encourage you to take like laxatives and things of that nature because you most people struggle with going to the restroom. Um, I definitely did. And I, I think that was the worst part was like trying to go to the restroom because I just couldn't. It was so bad. But I'm going to tell you like two weeks after my surgery, maybe like two and a half weeks, um, I had a friend come up here and she was like, I want to go for Mexican food. And we went for Mexican food. And baby, when I came back home, I was like, oh, God, God is good because listen, had I known that if that's all I needed to do, I would have did that a long periodically time ago, period. Um, another thing uh, is you have to sleep on your stomach for, uh, I would say, a few weeks because or until your, your body softens up, your butt softens. So, um, and then you're full of fluids. So, the another sucky part was getting in and out of the bed and my bed is high off the ground so I would have to in order to get out the bed push myself up in the push-up position and then kind of throw myself off the bed and so you know your arms start hurting you get sore and uncomfortable from that um but I will say overall I had a really good experience um I had six 60 cc's inserted in each side of my body, which is funny because most people, especially in Miami and most surgeons, they inject about 1,200 to 1,500 cc's in each cheek. And I only got about 1,200 cc's in my entire body. Uh, so again, people will say like, you still look like Tania, you just look thicker or... Uh, as I do got a nice little booty. Yeah, yeah, I look real good. Um, so yeah, and then also remembering that twelve hundred cc's and fifteen hundred cc's, those all look different on different people because we all have different body types and we all weigh different. So what I had was considered a skinny BBL because I had minimal amount of fat inserted back into my body. Whereas other people who had like 1,200, 1,500, 1,600 cc's, uh, those would be considered like BBLs. And then there's another term for people who get a massive amount of fat injected back into their body. Um, so yeah, that was my experience. That was back in March of 2020. Uh, so I'll be a year post out next month. I uh, wore my garment for about three months. I just couldn't. And that's something I probably should have um, wore a little bit longer. But I was so excited to show everybody my cute little waist, honey. So I got my surgery in March. And in May, I was in these streets. And it's crazy because you start swelling, especially if you have a bunch of salt of liquor. And, baby, I was out here, okay? I was turning up. I was going on a world tour because I wanted everybody to see. But I feel like now that I'm fully healed, I look the best that I look since i've had the surgery so yeah that's my story my surgery story again 
if you want to do that, and I, I'm not telling anybody what to do, what not to do. You want to be teeing natural. You want to go to the gym, more power to you. I'm not insecure. I don't hate myself. I'm just lazy, okay? And and I decided to lay on that table. And to be honest with you, sometimes I think about doing it again, but my whole thing is I don't have any kids. And so I would be... I don't want to jump the gun just in case I do. And I don't really know how that's going to affect my body. And I just don't want to be out here looking crazy. So, um, and another thing, as you get older, that grown woman weight start hitting a little different too. So like, I feel like I have a different body that is not the body that I paid for. Like, I feel like I am continuously getting thicker and um all the fat is now deposited in the right place and my doctor told me it's like hey we removed the fat cells out of your stomach so of course now when i gain weight or if i gain fat it's going to attach to the fat cells in my ass um i also think too in my breasts because child these things are going rapidly and i don't know why but yeah, um, so if you are going to have surgery, do your research. Make sure it's a doctor that is a board, a board certified surgeon. Save your money, especially if you're going out of state because you're going to have to pay for the procedure itself, medications, um, blood testing, um, any type of snacks. Like I said, pillows, garments, things of that nature, massages. So, yeah, keep those things in mind. But I just wanted to be totally transparent about, you know, what I've done in my experience. And it was a good experience for me. I, like I said, not encouraging anybody to do anything. But um, it's so funny because the people that can kind of clock my surgeries, it's always my hairstylist. So the first person that clocked it was, um, I think it was Kaylin. She hadn't seen me in a while, and I went to go get a silk press, and she was like, you look different. I can't really put my finger on it, but you look different, and I told her. You know, I tr at first, I tried to slide in like, yeah, I got some light bulb, and then they're like, that's not all, though, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got some, I got a BBM, and then Sky. She said the same thing when I came home for Christmas. And then Joy, when she came back from Texas, she was like, I got to ask you a question. I was like, what? She was like, did you have surgery? And I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm pro surgery. I'm pro do what you want. I'm pro do what makes you happy as long as it's safe and smart and you can afford it. My family and my friends were super supportive. My mama was just like, you know, I'll come up there. I'll take care of you. It's not my, you know, you paying for it. You're not asking me to pay for it. If you can afford it and that's what you want to do, cool. She sat in the hospital with me the entire time. My friend stayed up here with me for a week. My mom stayed up here for me, uh, with me for a week. Amber was super supportive. It's funny because then this is the last thing I'm going to say. Then I'm going to let y'all go. So... When they inserted the fat in my hips, he inserted the fat high because, you know, the fat drops. So when, uh, like, when I first had my surgery, my hips were kind of like on my side. It's like up by my stomach. 
And one thing about Amber Dean, she is a truth teller. And I remember I had FaceTimed her and I was showing her my new body. And I showed her the front and I knew she was going to, I knew she was kind of like, bitch, what the hell? And I showed her the back and she was like, okay. The booty looked good. And I wanted to say, well, what about the front? But I knew I probably wouldn't like to respond. She probably was going to roast me or talk crazy to me. Because at that point, I, I looked crazy. He had inserted, I would say he probably inserted most of the fat in my hips. Because that's what I wanted so bad. So I remember after a couple of days of them not going down. Because you're super swollen. So like when I first came out, I wish I would have took pictures. Like I looked like um like dream doll like my butt was that big and so i um eventually the swelling went down but it wasn't going down fast enough so i remember like one night i actually slept on my hips to kill the fat just so i could um just so they could not be so big but i say all this to say because a lot of people are talking about the bbl era is ending because if you've noticed Khloe Kardashian has um reduced the fat in her butt tremendously Kim Kardashian is getting a lot of butt and hip reductions Dream Doll has talked about how she's had five surgeries to get um her ass shots removed so it's like is skinny coming back and I was talking to Mallory about this today and I don't really think that we're gonna go all the way back but I think that people are kind of starting to dig the natural look like you don't have to just look so drastic because sometimes it, it looks kind of ridiculous I, I i mean i can't lie like there's no reason why you should be 120 pounds and like 20 pounds of that is your butt but that's just my opinion. But I definitely think that um, we're going to start seeing a lot of people continue to follow, follow the trend of removing a lot of their... For one, you want to remove ass shots for your health. But um, the people that have had BBLs, and you can tell they're getting a lot of liposuction and they're taking it out. So I think we're just moving back to that nice, realistic, like, oh, she a little thick. She got a little body, yada, yada, where it's like you can't really tell, but you uh, what some doctors call it it's like an athletic bbl or a skinny bbl where you get a, a minimal amount of fat transfer but enough for you to, for people to wonder but enough for people to not really know so give me your thoughts and opinions you guys think bbls are going out of style feel free to um Leave a comment on the podcast or slide in my DMs. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tea Time with Tania. And if you have any questions about my procedure or things of that nature, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you guys again for tuning in.